Hi everyone, it's Lila here with another Bible study at One Love Life, and I pray that you are well and God is blessing in your life. As you know, we come together to read in the Word of God so that we can uh, practically apply it to our lives and also so that we can accomplish the purpose of our lives. And so today we're going to continue in that vein. We have been looking at the priesthood, we have been looking at the ways in which that we now as believers can actually augment or change the way that we live. And we're seeing the way that when we repent, when we turn from the things that, you know, perhaps that we have been doing in the past, that we can really see growth. Um, and we can help others to see that, you know, truly as believers, as a priest, your job is to help people come to that point of repentance because the whole idea is reconciliation with Christ. And I want us to delve a little bit deeper into our priesthood and you know how that works and whatever purpose it is that you are doing, because that is a part of your purpose as well. So let's look at Leviticus chapter 7. We're going to look at verse 1 and 6. It says, Likewise, this is the law of the trespass offering. It is most holy. In the place where they kill the burnt offering, shall they kill the trespass offering, and the blood thereof shall he sprinkle round about the altar, and he shall offer it all the fat thereof, the rump and the fat, and that covereth the inwards, and the two kidneys and the fat that is on them, which is the, by the flank, and the call that is above the liver, with the kidneys it shall he take away." And the priest shall burn them upon the altar for an offering made by fire unto the Lord. It is a trespass offering. Every male among the priests shall eat thereof. It shall be eaten in the holy place. It is most holy. And so what I wanted is to show that in the Old Testament, there is actually a picture of Christ here. And why we understand that the Levitical priesthood was a shadow. We see that what is a shadow of what Christ did and a shadow of what we are doing today. And so um, I hope that you'll take some time to read that anchor text again and in your own private time of devotion, really kind of look at that and see what God is saying. Um, but a, it's a picture of the Last Supper as well. It was also a picture of the last and the first and the only trespass offering for Christ's new priesthood. So remember that it was the first it was the last and it was the only trespass offering for Christ's new priesthood. This is big because it tells us something about um, what God was doing, that he already had this in mind at the beginning. Remember, Christ was offered once and for all a sin sacrifice for us. Do you remember? It says that in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 26 to 28, you can also find it in Hebrews 10, 10, Hebrews 9 and 12, Hebrews 10 and 12, and uh, 12, 10, Hebrews 10, 12 to 14 and 7 to 27, and also in Romans chapter 6 and 10. And so we're going to do a little study. And so you will have access to those uh, scriptures so that you can study on your own. And you see, he only needed one trespass sacrifice since he is the high priest and a trespass offering of a priesthood of an eternal life, as it's, we can see in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 16. So there isn't this need to continually sacrifice if he has an eternal life. Um, and so in verse 1, we learn that the king uh, offered, you know, what he offered, I'm sorry, the kind of, of offering that he offered was the most holy. I think that's really important to understand. All goes down into verse 2, and we learn that 
the blood must be sprinkled around the altar. And this is why there is this talk of Christ's blood cleaning. The blood had to be shed and poured out. So we're seeing this clear picture in the Levitical priesthood. Verse 6 tells us that every priest must eat of this trespass offering. I think this part is really powerful. And this is why in the Last Supper, Jesus Christ gave both bread and wine and all ate of it. He was the offering that every believer must um, eat. And so the living word is what he is. That must be in your mouth and it must be in the belly of your soul. So remember that. You know, and, and I know you might say the Last Supper was a reflection of the Passover, and in a way it was. See, the Passover represented God sacrificing the firstborn of Egypt to redeem the Hebrews from the law of bondage of 400 years. And sin is slavery, and whom the Son has set free is free indeed. So in John chapter 8, 38, we learn this, whom the son has set free is free indeed. So he's setting them free. And so remember, under that first Passover, before there was yet one Levitical law or even a 10 commandments, the Hebrews were instructed by God through Moses and Aaron to slaughter a lamb and put blood on the doorpost and and the angel of death would pass over. So it's a trespass offering. Um, but you may say, well, they had really done no wrong. You know what I mean? You might say, well, why are they doing this? Well, they had. Every man stands in rebellion to God. So there was this blood and water thing that was going on. When we talk about, um, you know, the, the sheep and the blood on the lentils. He is kind of baptizing them into, the, uh, into being his chosen children in a way. And that is what happens to us when we are baptized into the blood and body of Christ. And so um, you may also ask in this question, you know, what was the water part? Because we see the blood on the lintel and so forth. Well, the water was the Red Sea. It's a kind of uh, baptism. So they had to pass through it because both blood and water testify on earth. And there's actually a third testimony from the spirit. And this is really interesting. Um, it says in the Bible that blood, water, and the spirit testifies on earth. And there's a Bible study. I'm going to try and link it here um, so that you can, um, you know, listen to it. And it goes into great detail on um, the witnesses that are on earth and the witnesses that are in heaven. Remember that there is so above, so below, and that it's a shadow. So there's something else that testifies in heaven. So we see that them moving through the Red Sea is kind of a, a, a baptism. So uh, I think that's great. And if you're, if you're just curious about the scripture, you can find it in Luke chapter 3, verse 21 and 22 about that. Um, but let's get back to the priesthood. Here in this verse, we see all the components of a sacrifice. And all of these were present with the crucifixion of Christ. I want you to remember that. Now, we understand why Christ Jesus took this special meal. And why, to the disgusts, perhaps, and the chagrin of many, he said, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. You have to remember the Hebrews uh, and the Egyptians did not live in isolation. There were many cultures and kingdoms coexisting at that time where eating flesh and drinking blood were ritual in their religions. So while this off-put many, you have to see God was already introducing a new priestly order. And what... And while he acted in the flesh, Christ at his core is the living word, as it says 
in John 1 and 1. So we must eat spiritual food now and spiritual sacrifices. So as all the priests had to eat from that trespass offering, it was mandated. If you can see it, that every male um, needed to eat from that. If we look in Leviticus, our anchor text, it says every male had to eat from the trespass um, offering. So that means in, you know, that was because they were all, all of the priests were male. Okay. So it's important for us to understand that it is important for us as believers. We have to eat from that trespass sacrifice. And that's how we are redeemed. So I just wanted to show you that there is this you know, uh, shadow going on and it's all throughout the Bible, all throughout the old Testament and the new. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in. If you are a believer, if you are a person who is uh, in evangelism, I hope you will understand this and direct uh, people to it, help them to understand why they need to repent, why this last supper was your last chance. This is your last chance. Christ is your last chance at repentance and you do not want to miss what God has specifically and especially sent for you because he loves you. This is your opportunity. This is your one chance. You have to bring this home to those that you, um, you know, uh, witness to. And if you are out here and you have not yet received Christ, I want to encourage you. This is your opportunity. Whatever it is you're doing, you know, it's not right. You know, it's wrong. Just change. I promise you there's so much good on the other side. I promise you there's so much for you on the other side. So I want to thank you so much. I pray for those of you in evangelism and everyone who is commissioned to the Great Commission that you will drive this home, that this is your one last chance. You have one last chance. Please choose life because if you don't, there's nothing else after that. There's nothing else coming after that. This is your one shot. Please choose life. This is your chance. I thank you so much for tuning in. I pray God blesses um, every believer out there that listens to this Bible study and God helps you to grow in your faith. God bless you. Bye. Thank you for being a part of the One Love Live Love Walk Bible Study. I appreciate you. But perhaps you've stumbled onto this Bible study and you're not yet become a believer. I want to encourage you to take the time to accept the Lord Christ into your life. I want you to know that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus is Lord, that you will be saved. If you can go ahead with me, close your eyes and pray. Oh Lord, I pray right now that you would forgive me of my sins. I will repent of my sins right now. That is, I will turn away from all the sins that I have done from before until now. And I want to seek to follow you. Lord, open my eyes and my heart to your truth. I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. And I accept the Holy Spirit as the comforter and guide in my life. Continue to lead me. And I thank you so much for hearing my prayer. Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, then you are now a believer. And I want you to believe in your heart. And if you have
have a chance, reach out to me and let me know that you receive the Lord. There's ways that you can contact me if you look in the description of this uh, Bible study. And I look forward to hearing from you and helping you on your love walk. Don't forget to sign up for our devotional emails so that you can be encouraged in your faith and grow. God bless you.